Hey everyone, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com and I am excited to have you listening into the podcast today. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking you through six tips that can help you be successful as you save money. I get a lot of questions when it comes to saving money, questions like where should I be saving? How do I stay on top of my savings goals? How do I know what I should save for first? And so I'm going to be answering all those questions plus more on today's episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some recent comments I got from a couple ladies in the Clever Girl Finance Tribe. Um, Seeing their comments just made me feel so happy and I wanted to share the comments with you guys listening to the podcast. So the first comment was from a lady on Instagram and she sent me a picture of her credit score, which is now excellent. She pulled it a few days ago and she was so excited. And then when she sent me the picture, she said this, she said, I love the podcast. I love the site. I love your feed. And after seeing results like this, I love you. Thank you for everything. Um, Seeing that picture and seeing that comment just completely made my day. And I'm so happy to know that she was putting, you know, taking whatever she was learning from the blog and the podcast and putting it into action. And the outcome now has been an excellent or is an excellent credit score. I'm just so excited to see what her future updates are going to be like and see what her future progress is going to be like with her finances. So thank you so much for sharing that. The second comment came from um, another member of the tribe. Hey, tribe girls, you guys are doing awesome. And she said this, so I'm just sharing a little mindset progress. I turned 35 this month and I was really intending to buy myself something nice, jewelry, a handbag, something. Anyway, I happened to be looking through some paperwork and I found three different 401k plans from old employers. Well, after listening to a Clever Girl Finance video replay, I'm assuming she's talking about the chat series and going over the notes in the Clever Girl Finance group, I decided to open an IRA and place all the old accounts there so they can start working for me. I feel great. That's the best gift ever. I didn't have to touch my savings or rack up debt. I bought future peace of mind and some more financial security. I'm celebrating. Okay. So this comment just made me feel so happy because mindset is something that I talk about all the time and delaying, delaying gratification and sacrificing some things for the greater good of yourself, of your future self is something that I talk about all the time as well. And I'm so happy this lady shared the fact that she got happiness from investing in herself and investing in her future as opposed to buying jewelry or a handbag for her birthday. And don't get me wrong, it's okay to own nice things, right? You can buy the handbags, you can buy the shoes. However, you don't want them to be at the expense of your financial goals or at the expense of your future self. So it's important to prioritize the things that you want and make sure that when you're making financial decisions, you're looking at them um, from a larger scale. You're looking at your big financial picture and you're doing what you know is going to make the most sense for your future self and what you know your future self will thank you for. So thank you so much for sharing your comments, ladies. This was just so awesome. Totally made my day. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. And we're going to be talking about six tips to help you be successful when it comes to saving your money. So tip number one is 
to set your savings goals and to price out the cost of your goals. So when, it's, when it comes to savings, it's pretty normal for people to say, I want to save to buy a new house. I want to save to buy a new car. I want to save for my kids' college. I want to save for a vacation, for retirement. However, it's also very important that you determine exactly how much these goals, these savings goals are going to cost you. So you know exactly how much you should be putting away when you break down that goal. So for example, let's say you're trying to buy a house and you know you want to buy this house in the next two years. Um, the total cost of the house is $100,000, for example, and you know that you're going to need to come up with a 20% down payment. So right there, you automatically know that the cost of your goal is $20,000, which is 20% of the home price, right? However, you want to be able to take that price of your goal and break it down into your everyday so that you know exactly how much you need to be saving in order to meet that $20,000 or 20% um, down payment. So in this example, I said you're trying to buy the house in two years. So then you want to take that $20,000 and divide it by two. So you know you need to be saving $10,000 every year for the next two years. And then you then want to take that $10,000 and then divide it by 12, 12 months, and that will give you $833. So you know that every month you need to be saving $833. And then depending on how often you get paid every month, if you get paid once a month, twice a month, or um, every week, you then want to take that 833 and divide it by the number of times you get paid a month. So you know exactly how much you need to be saving every time you get paid. And then once you've determined how much you need to be saving every time you get paid or every month, you can then take that amount and build it into your budget as a savings category. This is an account or something that you're going to be putting money in towards your goal. So it's really important to price out your goals so you know exactly how much you need to accomplish that goal and so that you can break that goal down into um, years or months or weeks and you know exactly how much you should be saving towards it every time you get paid or every time you get some extra money. Okay, tip number two, and these are not in any particular order, so I'm sorry if it kind of sound a little all over the place, but you guys get the gist. (laughs) So tip number two, you want to prioritize your goals. So one of the big questions I get very often is, I have all these savings goals, but I don't know what I should be saving for first um, or, you know, most importantly. And what I typically say is prioritize your goals. And that means determine what is most important or what is coming up the quickest, and then assign percentages of your income to each of these savings goals. So you know exactly how much by percentage you want to allocate to each of your savings goals. So for example, let's say you really need to get a new car in the next year, but you're not ready to buy a house. You don't know where you're going to be living. You're not going to be ready to buy a house for another five years. So then obviously your car purchase is number one on your priority list. And then saving for your house is number two. And that means if you have, you know, an extra $500 a month to save, then you can decide, okay, I'm going to put 70% towards saving for this car and 30% towards the house. And once I have my money put aside to buy this car, I'm going to take that entire 70% and combine it with my 30% and use all of that money to save towards my house. 
I will, however, add that when it comes to saving for retirement, um, you know, something that is going to require a good amount of time to save a good amount of money, you want to try as best as possible to keep that as a constant on your list of items that you're saving for with the ultimate goal of maxing out whatever retirement savings plan that you are contributing to. And so your retirement savings shouldn't be, you know, something that you move down or you reduce because you're trying to save for a short-term thing like a vacation. And in most circumstances, especially for people who are employed, your retirement savings automatically comes out of your um, your paycheck or your pay before you get taxed and before your paycheck hits your account. And so, you know, just plan to prioritize your savings based on whatever you have after you have saved for retirement. And the reason why I stress on retirement savings is because regardless of when you choose to retire and regardless of what you plan to do in your retirement, you are probably not going to be in the same position where you are now, where you have all the energy in the world in the world to work so aggressively. You may not even want to work. And because you're not going to be having that income actively coming in in retirement and you're going to be banking on your savings and investments to carry you through retirement, you want to make sure that while you can work now, while you can put money aside now to save and invest for your retirement, you're not um, reducing the amount you save for retirement because you want to take a vacation, because you want to buy a car in a few months or in a year. And so plan to prioritize your savings, whatever you have after you have contributed to your retirement accounts with the goal of maxing out your retirement savings. So that's just a side note. Tip number three, open accounts specific to your goals. A lot of people make the mistake of putting all their savings in one checking account and it's kind of hard to differentiate what money is for what goal. I am a big fan of having clear, separated goals and accounts for each one of those goals. So if you're saving for a house, open an account for your house savings. If you're saving for a car, open an account for your car savings. If you're saving for a vacation, open a vacation account, a kid's savings account, you know, separate your goals out so that you can see exactly where you need to be saving. You can see how much you've saved. You can allocate your percentages for each goal accordingly. And, um, don't get any checks. <laughs> Don't get any debit card. One of the biggest complaints I get um, is from people is that, oh my God, I've been trying to save, but I just struggle to save because I keep taking money out of my savings account. Um, you have to build up the, the discipline. And if that means putting that bank account at a bank that is way out of your way and you don't get any checks and you don't get any debit cards so you can keep saving, then that's just what you're going to need to do. Tip number four, automate, automate your savings. I cannot tell you how much I love automation. It makes your life so much easier um, to have the amount automatically deposited into your savings account. So you don't have to think about them. You don't have a, you don't have a chance to debate in your mind, whether you should save or not. You don't have a chance to spend it because it's in your checking account. And so automation is something that I'm a huge fan of, and it can definitely help to accelerate your savings. And I actually read somewhere that there is a study that shows that people who automate their savings save on average about 20% more, I think, than people who don't. So automation is definitely a great way to make sure that you stay consistent with savings. Um, and you can do it through, if you are employed through your HR department, through payroll deductions, where you have money automatically sent to your savings accounts, or you can set it up with your bank, either with the bank where you're saving or with the bank where you have your paycheck deposited, where it sends money to your savings accounts. So 
automate, automate, automate. If you aren't already automating your savings, it's something that you should definitely start seriously considering. Tip number five is sacrifice and delay gratification. And I'll tell you right off the bat that if you are not willing to sacrifice and you're not willing to delay gratification for certain things, then you're not really going to save much and you're going to struggle to accomplish your money goals. And so it's important to really determine your why. Why do you want to be financially successful? Why do you want to save for retirement? Why do you want to bulk up your emergency fund? Why do you want to have the savings in place? And let that be your motive motivation to sacrifice, let it be your motivation to delay gratification because delaying gratification and sacrificing are two key factors when it comes to be successful comes to being successful with your savings. If you can't give something up now in order to save money for your future self, for the greater good of what you're trying to accomplish, then you're not going to be able to do it. So keep in mind that whatever it is that you want that is not a pressing need, that does not add value to your financial future, then put it on hold. Because once you get to that point where you have met your savings goals, your your investments are paying off, you're building wealth, you have money in the bank, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to do a lot of the things that you dream of doing. And so, don't let a pair of shoes or a handbag sidetrack you from your big money goals. It is completely not worth it. So my final tip, tip number six, is adjust your circle of influence. The people and the things you surround yourself with have serious influence and serious impact on your savings goals. If you have a friend that is constantly telling you, hey, let's hang out, hey, let's hang out, YOLO, 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 then you're more likely to go hang out with that person because you feel bad, because you feel like you deserve it, because you want to get get them off your back, and that can very well impact your savings goals. If you spend all your time watching TV shows that just talk about spending this, designer that, spending this, then you're going to have it in the back of your head somehow when you drive past the mall that, you know what, I need to stop at this mall because I deserve a pair of designer shoes. I deserve a designer handbag. And there's nothing wrong with owning those things like I mentioned. However, when you are trying to work through or trying to work on your goals and accomplish certain things in your life, you don't need those influences um, that will cause you to derail yourself from your goal. Because at the end of the day, what is more important, having the designer handbag or designer shoes or having a solid bank account or being able to to buy your house, being able to meet your investment goals. What is more important? And so the people you surround yourself with, um, and not just from a spending perspective, but even from a motivation and inspirational perspective, you can't have people around you every day who are telling you, you can't do something. You can't be successful. You're never going to save. Everybody is broke. It's okay to have debt. And those are all lies, by the way. Um, you can't have those people constantly around you because at some point, whether you believe it or not, in your subconscious, you're going to start doing less of what you need to do to accomplish your goals because you kind of, you'll start to, you'll begin to start thinking that, you know what, it's okay. Oh, I have time to save. Oh, you know what? I'm just stressing myself out. Maybe I'm just meant to have all these student loans. Maybe I'm just meant to be dying in credit card debt, but you know, those are all lies, right? And you can't have people around you that are 
that don't believe in themselves or that will cause you not to believe in yourself and what you can accomplish. And it's not that you pick fights with these people um, or anything like that. It's just that you spend, you start spending less of your time with them and more time with people or things that are going to keep you motivated, that are going to help you understand that you can, that you can build wealth, you can pay off your debt, you can pay off your student loans, you can have um, you know, a solid emergency fund, you can accomplish all your dreams. And so it's all about shifting shifting your influence. And if you don't have the people around you, thank God for the internet. Thank God for books. There's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's tons of finance books and personal development books that you can read that that will help you stay motivated and help you stay on the path. So one of the things that I credit to me being able to save a lot of money is finance blogs, especially when I was starting out with savings, when I was saving that first $100,000 right after I graduated college, and that's a podcast episode. um, One of the things I would do every single day was go and read blogs of people who are doing big things with their money, people who are either paying off a ton of debt or saving a ton of money. And just reading those people's stories really, really motivated me to keep going because if this person could do it, who am I not to? If this person could save this much on this income that's lower than mine, who am I not to be able to do the same thing? If this person had all these different circumstances, all these different negatives in their lives that I don't have and they're able to do this, why can't I? So your circle of influence really, really, really matters. And so if you're in a space where you feel like you're not getting the right support, it's time to shift your circle of influence. Okay, so those were my six tips on how to be successful when it comes to savings. And I know some of them were a mouthful, but I'll just go over them again. Number one, you want to make sure that you set goals and you price out the cost of those goals. Number two, prioritize your goals and determine what you need to be focusing on first and assign percentages to them and make sure you build your goals into your your goals and the cost of your goals into your monthly budget. Um, You want to make sure you open accounts to support each of your goals. Don't blend all your goals together, all your savings goals together in one bank account because it's going to get confusing. Um, Automate your savings. That is just... You know, I love automation and it's going to help you stay consistent and help you with building that habit of saving, um, sacrifice and delay gratification. And finally, if you need to adjust your circle of influence. So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening into the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. And if you have loved what you've listened to, please subscribe either on iTunes or on SoundCloud and be sure to head over to clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe subscribe there too. And if you haven't already, please stop by the Clever Girl Finance Academy at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and check out the Clever Girl Finance Academy. I just said that a million times. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) the academy is popping right now. I have an awesome community of women who are building wealth, achieving their financial goals, and sharing their testimonies on how they have improved their finances by being a part of my accountability program. It is an awesome group and these women are motivated and they're inspired and they're supporting each other to build wealth. Plus, um, there are weekly challenges. There is a six-month savings challenge to help you jumpstart your emergency fund or paying off your debt. And so if you haven't already checked out the Clever Girl Finance Accountability Program, head over to clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and check it out. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening.